Welcome. I'm Kevin Miller, and this podcast is called Self-Helpful because not all self-help is helpful. I'm your curator, critic, and translator of the best and brightest minds in the self-help world today. How to have more energy. Uh, Low energy. It's an ongoing national, if not international pandemic. I mean, not many years ago, coffee was, you know, a little pick me up for the mornings that people enjoyed. Now there is not a checkout counter in America that doesn't offer some type of energy drink. The energy drink industry, check this out, did not exist in the recent past, but was estimated at 86 billion in 2021. And then 91.9, almost 92 billion in 2022, it's forecasted to be at 177 million, almost double in 2030 billions off of our increased lack of energy. So what is happening to us? I mean, our voracious appetite for any resource claiming to give us more energy, uh, it's, it's just unbelievable, but it's kind of like tying helium balloons to a sinking ship. The problem is the sinking ship. How can we get it riding high on the water on its own? Energy is simply a a symptom of a deeper issue, and there is no one way to increase consistent energy, but there is much you can do to address it and help yourself. So in this episode, I'm joined by my Functional Friday co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert to discuss some of the key issues that zap our energy and the primary initiatives you and I can take to give us more energy, not just in the moment, but long-term every day. Friends, thank you for tuning in. The Self-Helpful Podcast was founded through the Zig Ziglar Corporation. If you are a coach or consultant and want to add credibility and clients and impact to your business, go to Ziglar.com today. This podcast exists to help you find and understand the guidance and counsel that will help you elevate your personal experience of life and the way you show up for others. Following these sponsors who help make the show possible and provide some great resources for your life, I bring you Dr. Randy James and our discussion on how you can have more energy. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, right off the bat, this topic of energy, as we're doing our pre-show prep out on the deck, you said it was number two. Yeah, high up there, just the common, even if somebody's coming in for high cholesterol or something else, and you talk about energy, it's, well, if I asked you, and if I said, are you, no, I'm, all of us would like more energy, right? If I came along with a bowl of energy, would you decline it and say, no, thank you, I don't need more energy? So, so that's not the real question, but here's the question. Are you, do you feel mostly more tired than you should? Like just not quite enough energy to do what you would really want to do. So you, you feel kind of tired. Or on the flip side, not do you feel okay or normal or I can get through, it's do you feel energetic to the point where you don't think about energy at all? Like you just do what you want to do. Well, right now I would admittedly say I'm doing well, but it's because I was having problems and it was, I'm prone to say that maybe the most frustrating thing of my life when I'm sitting here in the middle of the day trying to do work, this is when it bothers me the most. I'm trying, I mean, because if you're on a lazy Saturday with your family and you feel a little tired during the afternoon, take a nap. But when you're here trying to produce things that you either have to, because you got to pay the bills or in our case, I want to, I want to write something brilliant and insightful and i want to understand and learn and to have that slump in the day that people often or that i was having admit it so i was having it sometimes and just oh my gosh i just i I could just lay down i hate it i hate it well and it's it is epidemic right so i'm i'm gonna bet most people hearing this right now are gonna say oh yeah I know that feeling. And again, if it's Saturday or Sunday afternoon, that's while you're watching, you know, a football game or something, that's different. But if it's in the middle of the work week at three o'clock and you think, oh, I got to stand up from my chair. I got to go on a walk. I got to grab a Coke or a coffee or a, I just need to shake my head and shake the cobwebs out. That ought not be happening. And, and it, it's very common. And, and now, you know, you see articles about like the offices at Google. They let you go take a nap. There's a nap room in there and stuff like that. And I would say, okay, that's kind of like a Band-Aid. But unless you're living in South America where they're set up on a siesta kind of culture, so yeah. that could be a different topic, most of us would like to do our productive work from 8 to 5 and then go home and still look forward to jumping on the trampoline with the energetic nine and 10 year old and then, you know, make dinner and have an energetic, lively Conver- dinner time conversation, conversation afterwards yeah. without just dying from the TV. I mean, so yeah, if we look at that, I mean, where are the acute places? I'm going to say, first off, it's people wake up in the morning and they're destroyed right there, right away. That alarm goes off and it's bringing them out of the <laughs> depths of hell or it's, or it's, or it's easily waking them up because they never really slept well they anyways. Never got deep and anyway. they go and they're exhausted yeah. and bloodshot eyes and they're looking forward to 15 coffees or the energy drink or the drug or, or whatever. Or it's the afternoon, you know, issue at work or trying to get about your day, or it's the evening being absolutely destroyed. The one that always 
really just burdened me though was early on here at the practice at your medical practice where I was participating when we, when we first started the new membership style and I was actually talking to these people and it was more so often a woman than a man, a woman, middle-aged mom of multiple kids pouring out for everybody and she's going along and she's gritting it out. And then it just, maybe it's a, a slow decline. I think it's probably usually a slow decline, but maybe it's fairly quickly. And all of a sudden, man, they are wrecked. They got nothing. And then that testimony of I- I'm now sleeping 14 hours a day. My husband's having to take care of, you know, getting the kids to school, whatever. And I'm, and I'm exhausted. I'm going downhill and they come here and it's just, it's, it's not an issue of, can they afford to it's, they can't afford not to, they're going nowhere. The only thing traditional medicine has to give them is a drug, which they realize it's, especially if they have any health mindedness as well, that is long-term, that's not good. And so, yeah, looking at this, I mean, we are not talking, and I think I put this in the intro, we're not talking about the quick fix energy, which every Band-Aid that you're talking about, the energy drinks, energy drinks didn't exist when you and I lived other than coffee, which, uh, did you know Michael Pollan's doing a new book or or, or a documentary or something on coffee, like the longest running drug that we've ever had and the only one we can actually give to our kids i'm I'm surprised he didn't say sugar but you get the point but he's doing something on caffeine i didn't go look at it well and i i bet he take has a positive take on it because really I, i bet we vilified coffee and yet coffee in some respects can also this does not justify those 15 cups right but it it is a vegetable on a technically speaking kind of thing i did not know that don't tell your kids, okay? <laughs> it does not replace broccoli. I'm glad to know that I'm getting but, more vegetables than I thought I was. That's right. Now, the U.S. government also classifies French fries as vegetables and ketchup as vegetables. A ketchup, is, yeah, yeah. So pizza has vegetables. Yeah. 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 So, so we're in this crazy world, and, and yeah, Michael Pollan, we're a fan of his, so it'll be interesting to see what he says about this. But back to energy and that woman who is, you know, 35 to 45, and, and she's tapped out, and literally the kind of ideas, you know, each kid has a hose into her pulling out energy and effort and time and her husband and, and women in our culture are taught culturally to kind of be this way, this idea that you can have a full fledged career and be a full fledged mom and be a soccer coach and, and, and not only that, but you ought to do that. Not only that, but we expect you to, and it's just a cultural well, I want to I want to speak to that because we can get into the nuances of you know are there more demands on women? Women is it unfair? Even if we set that aside, my experience is regardless. Even if you have complete equality, women, which we don't, but if we did, women primarily, what I've witnessed, even in my wife, are more prone to have that perspective of pouring out and not renewing them, and I am more prone to seeing men take that. A little more liberty, maybe, to fill themselves. I would agree that whether it's actual male femaleness in yeah. terms of, or if it's cultural, but a woman tends to take care of her children first, and a man will get to the point where he's like, "I got to go to bed." Yeah, I just you know, and she'll go. Well, there's there's sarcastic memes about that. <laughs> right. When the right. guy says, "I'm going to go to bed," he goes to bed. When the woman does, she does the dishes, she does the laundry, she checks on the kids, she does all this, all this stuff. Which I I don't want to be that guy, and I'm so sorry for where that exists. But again, regardless, I, I have found. Matter of fact, my wife, who was the one that brought taking individual sabbaticals she brought that to our lives she has not taken one and i can't i don't know when the last time was we just scheduled a five or six day getaway for her totally alone 
because I, I know how much it did for her. And she's again, pulled away from that. I think just the demands of life she's gotten away and she knows it. And so, yeah, you're you're such a great husband. Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for that. Well, so again, we're looking at, I mean, we're talking about long-term, none of us want energy for a moment. Because uh, we can grit our teeth. Cocaine is great energy. There you go. There you, you know, go. You can go for a few days without yeah. sleeping, uh, but you're going to crash. What What do you do with, with long-term energy? So when you see somebody, let's just start at the worst case and then we'll back up. So when you see that person, that woman come in, right. just wrecked, you, say, you said that today when we were talking about it. First, you are going to look at some actual... Uh, uh, some laboratory parameter biomarkers. They biomarkers, and, thank you. And... I would okay, and I, and I love this topic. So I'll you might have to rein me in, but I would start even bigger to help people recognize they're not missing fuel per se, right? Like that woman, she ate the exact same thing. Let's say it's a five year decline. Usually there is a straw that breaks the camel's back, a, a stressful trauma or something. But like you said, it's kind of a slow process, and then there's then all of a sudden moment, and she's. In the past, we called it a nervous breakdown or whatever, and people just say, I can't anymore. And so she doesn't come in and ask me about her ATP, right? Her kilojoules per gram of energy eaten equals how much force I can exert with my bicep. She would look at the dumbbell and say, oh my gosh, I'm so not in the mood to lift a weight. I can't even get out of bed. But... My point there is she ate the exact same thing, let's say, over the last five years, right? It's not a matter of the calories of the fuel going in. It's so much more complex than that. And that's my my statement is to let people see, look, energy, the physicists still cannot define. Okay. E equals MC squared, but time is relative and mass. And we don't walk around thinking E equals MC squared. We just... You know, we we go and we do what really translates into what people, the parlance, what they mean by energy is, am I in the mood? Are my hormones right? Did I wake up on the wrong side of the bed? What does the right side of the bed look like? How can I live life in such a way that I'm waking up on the right side of the bed? Right. And I know I just oversimplified it. That's my point is, well, this is so complex. mm -hmm. So let's start with the mechanical things first. Like you were mentioning, if somebody comes in and says, I'm just wrecked, could it be that their thyroid is off? Absolutely. We have to check your thyroid. Could the 50-year-old guy who is in andropause, which is kind of a real thing, and maybe it's early and a thousand variables, and if he comes in and he says this and his testosterone is 50, then we're not going to talk about his first, about his quality of sleep. We need to think, well, why is your testosterone 50? We have to think about that, but we might treat him. And a woman down her very complex hormone pathway that that we've talked about in the past, all of that pertains to energy. Um, What about where your cortisol levels are? Because if you are perceiving, if your body is perceiving stress with every kid, Uh, who says, mommy, I need to, and daddy, I need to, and it triggers a a response within there and your cortisol levels are running high, then you are spending more energy from yourself to do the exact same things than you would have otherwise. So I I would call that you're driving with your parking brake on. Yeah. 
Okay. What about sleep? So sleep and insomnia or sleep disturbances is at epidemic proportions. So we have to look at sleep. That would be a biomarker and whether we use a Garmin watch or a uh, uh, or a, a Muse ring. thing uh, uh, yeah, on your yeah, head yeah. that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. We just um, did the Muse. Uh, the Muse S, I think, S. is the one that. But there's a new one coming out this November, so. No, it's just an addition to the app that the Muse. Oh, S correct. Can, an update. Can you, uh-huh. Yeah. Can you? Uh, right. So the the wearables of yeah. how you're sleeping, and um, and then what I would say the basic labs. If your inflammatory markers are running high, like a CRP or or other markers that we would look at for inflammation, that is costing you energy so every one of those labs when we go down each lab and then say your iron level is it a little high a little low or right in the sweet spot if it's a little low now if you're all the way over here to where you're having iron deficiency anemia yeah you you don't even have enough red blood cells to carry the oxygen around you're going to be tired if you're a woman and your menstrual cycle is, you know, three pints instead of two or one which would be the normal one and it's heavy heavy that's going to cost you energy. Yeah. And, and so there's this is the, outside of the human brain. This question of energy is the most complex one I think that's out there in the universe. Well, and that's where, okay, a couple of things. You, you talked about calories. And, and, of course, when you talk about that, we're going to all automatically think nutritional calories of food in, food out. But if we take calories across the spectrum of we have during the day, we have so many nutritional calories to burn in essence, you know, if somebody goes out on a run, especially a really long one, you know, you can actually come to the end of your, of what you can assimilate. And we call it bonk, you know, you yep. just, you, you're out, you're out, but that we all have that. If we conceive of, we all have that with our emotional calories. Yeah. Where else could we say your, your, your willpower, your willpower, like Ben Hardy talks about. And And what we've been talking about recently is on the way that humans think it takes much less thinking energy. If I say, Hey, Kevin, um, would you like to get together tonight and just sit around and watch movie and, you know, let our kids take care of themselves. And we just sit there. I'm not going to burn many calories. That, I'm probably going to eat a bunch of crap you will, and gain. You will calories. gain some calories. <laughs> yeah, I will. But or what if we said, "Hey, Kevin, let's get ready for a camping trip." We talked about that all the time. Camping, just yeah, just the idea of camping. I got to think about this. I got to think about that. I have to have so much forethought. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to take about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit. 
which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Or the worst for me, let's talk about taxes and get ready to find taxes, which starts in it's January. It's going to take me like a week's worth of, of, of psychological uh, calories. I mean, so we've got two things we're looking at, at, at the causation and, and to address that prevention. And then over here, the manifestation. And okay. so when you've got the wrecked person coming in, you're going to look right off the bat before you just say, well, gosh, you just need to eat more sleep, be at peace, deal with these right. lifestyle issues. Now you may that's have, what they've, that's what they've already been told by their doctor. Well, you're probably depressed. Look at all this. So here's an antidepressant, yeah. get a vacation, do all that. You're like, I can't take a vacation for my kids or my job or my husband or my wife or whatever. And, and that's where I think we do owe it to that person to dig deeply into the mechanical. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they may have a manifestation like you talked about, and they do have a wrecked thyroid or low testosterone uh-huh. or whatever that you can address. And, and, and I hear you saying that if that is now so broken for anything to take root, you need to address that acute issue. Fair. I think that's fair. Okay. You know, it's, for example, if, if we, we talk about thyroid, that if somebody is coming in with a TSH of 10, that means their thyroid is really low. They're just, and then we, we tell them to change their diet and eat this way and try to get some exercise and, you know, try to meditate and whatever else. But they're, they're one of the key parts of their physiology is, is broken mm-hmm. if we can fix it. Right. And so thyroid is one place okay. where we can actually give you some medicine that's that's in that situation likely for people to say, wow, that really made a difference. But at the same time, people are so and we've talked about this a lot. People are so oriented to the doctors, even a natural doctor like me 
they have something that they can give me to just help, to just get me through a rough patch, to just, and, and I'm so empathetic to those people. And, I, and I, I say, I get it. But as I give you this thyroid medicine or vitamin D or omegas or whatever else is deficient, if you take that and go be a better mom, you're, you're going to be broken earth. So there, right there. I, I for it made me think about the day we're talking about the dam breaking, you know, and, and cracking. Cr- well, okay, well, that, well, that's a question though. So, do you have a dam? You know, we're lose, losing energy. Okay, but are there some things in here, and we can go in with some nice yes. nutritional supplements <laughs> and salve those things up, plug those things up, or is no? My gosh, there is a brick, there's a, there's there's a, a cinder hole. block yeah. gone, and it's called your thyroid, yeah. call whatever. So we can address that now over here you know on the other side we are talking about because what i'm curious about well it's back to what we dealt with with steve smith uh dealing with soul care and he's talking about you can't live in the white water forever and i'm going come on if i sleep pretty good and i'm eating well and i'm exercising whatever can't i make it to where i can be in the rough rough water uh white water every day and he said no and i disagreed until a year or two later when i couldn't uh, anyway, but that, that's what gets me is that we're going along and the body is so incredible at survival and, you know, willpower and grit in your teeth. And that's the, and that's what we applaud. You get out, you kick butt every day and you do what you have to do until you, and this is your line until you can't. Yeah. And that's what we're all dealing with is that we're on this decline. And maybe the decline is over a few years or maybe it is over a month or a week or whatever. And we have this decline and why can't we all of a sudden, and I'm back to those calories and, you know, can we be burning the calories, not replenishing burning? We can do that. It's amazing. Now I'm amazed at how long we can do that, but until we can't, and then when we get to the can't, it's so hard to resurrect in essence. And so now we're back to the lifestyle things of going every day. How far am I burning it? That's right. How can, how far are you going that direction or not? How far, yeah. How far to empty? Cause yeah. you, I mean, you yeah. had me, you were asking about my own energy and I'm thinking now that I generally wake up often because especially with kids, schools and stuff, I don't always have to have an alarm. But my, my mornings are pretty leisurely. I get to work. I do my stuff. I'm not having, uh, any energy problems during the day whatsoever right now, Uh, you know, and I've adjusted things when I eat, what I eat, you know, of course, exercise. I think I'm better now that I'm not killing myself with exercise every day. I would agree. I'm taking days off. I'm doing moderate days. Think, and I'll pick on the former you. Yeah. The former you at let's say 30 to 40 would have said, man, I just got to go work, work harder. Mm -hmm. Like I got to exercise myself out of this. And I've had people who are in that broken place of adrenal or thyroid or hormonal brokenness. And culturally, the message is you just got to eat less and exercise a little bit more, throw in some HIIT training. And I would say, that's the worst. I mean, it's like throwing a drowning man a brick. You know, that's not uh, the right yeah. tool. This, okay, here's the admission <laughs> that I'm only going to tell you. <laughs> okay. This is what I'm, I'm playing with right now, Randy, is that I want to be able to go hard every day. And I think it was driving me to a detriment. And what I am afraid, and this is still a problem to me, is that I'm, I don't think I'm recovering as well. And so I am now doing better because I'm doing less. 
But if I could, I'd really just rather figure out why am I not recovering as well? And I know that you're saying we all have to die at some point. So am I willing to accept that at age 50, I can't recover at the rate that I could when I was 20? Well, that's probably a fact, though I'm a little frustrated at it. Because could I have lived in a way that I still could be? And you would say, maybe. Maybe. I mean, we got Thank this. you, Kevin. Okay. I mean, it took a few years. I know, I know. Well, and, uh, but I don't like it. But I'm having to realize, man, I, I'm actually feeling better by listening to watching my wearables and realizing, man, I'm, where, my, where's my heart rate? I think I'm just not recovering. And so I, if I back off, you, I recover. You're, you're right. You, and your biggest reason why not is increasing age. But right? then, okay, but then the, the quandary is, am I just going to keep doing a little less, a little less? And, the, and that's where we say, okay, look. Whether we're talking about having sex or running a mile or going to work for eight hours, I expect as an 80-year-old that you should be having sex. But I don't expect that you would have it like a 20-year-old okay, or 40. Or so 50, I still want to be able 60. to do some pull-ups, but maybe I can't do 15. Correct. Holy crap. If I'm 80-year-old guy doing five, Correct. I'm in the Guinness now, World Record. While we're, doing, while we're at 50 and we're doing 15, we're thinking... This is your best bet at being able to do it when you're 80. And at some point along the way, barring injury or something like that, then there's an increased chance of that. But we would never look and tell somebody, if you do 15 every day, I guarantee that you'll do 15 when you're 80. Same with running a mile or having sex or doing any of these other things. But your best bet is to have this conversation like we do all the time and to say, okay, I'm noticing I'm recovering less. And if you're a wearable guy or you have all the biomarkers or things like that. And again, your, your normal Western doctor doesn't think that way because their measuring stick is when you are broken. Mm -hmm. And I would be facetious and say, that's easy. If you grow out a broken leg, go see the orthopedic doctor, put it back together. But healing and maintenance and what we talk about all the time in the show, longevity with vitality and what you mean by vitality, not what a culture or the doctor that, and you mean you have valued, I want to go hard. And I would say, well, of, of course that's going to decrease. It, it, it must. Well, and right now I'd have to say I, I'm able, I'm finding out as I'm playing with it, that I can have that day, that mountain bike day where two hours, yeah. however many miles. And but less it, often. Exactly. I can rock it, but I can't do it as quick again. I'm going to have Correct. to give it so my a week. encouragement to you. And we've, we've talked about this before, but I think it's, it's good on the show. And even just last week, it was, if you truly want to enhance your skill of recovery, mm-hmm. learn how to meditate. Uh, yeah. Learn how to stretch. Yeah. Learn to do hit training with your core. Cause yeah. it isn't your bicep, right? It isn't your quad. I did this morning. And that's the hardest part is my back and my, yeah, you know, it's just straight core, back yeah. in my core. I don't use that for running or riding or even doing bicep curls or pull-ups. You don't use your, I, I really don't like using my core. I just assume skip that one. Kind of like taxes. You only use it for breathing and for, I you know, know, I know. It's my back is so, yeah. I mean, but, but, you know, now we're back to the, I mean, on one hand it's frustrating because it's complex, but at least it's hopeful because there's something to be done. I have to monitor myself. I have to test and monitor myself. Like I'm, I'm still enamored looking at my heart rate and realizing when I'm recovered, my resting heart rate is lower. And if I'm not, if it's going up, what's going on in my life? And it's either too much exercise, um, not, you know, not good sleep, lack of restorative sleep, yeah, lack stress and not, um, that is still one that I'm, you know, I'm talking about on shows that I just wait before you say stress, I would say bad stress, bad reaction to stress. 
Well, right? lack of stress response that if your stress goes up as it will from time to time, day to day, yeah. then rather than looking at your watch and saying, why did my heart rate go up? I think your watch ought to bing you to say this week you need two five minute meditation sessions per day, not just one. Yeah. That, that, that would be the, the stress is the stress. And we need to do, we, we need to do a show on, we haven't done it on our topic of stress because I'm realizing that I wake up in the morning and I'm not worried and it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention. I'm not anxious. I'm just kind of excited and I'm brushing my teeth fast to do, even if there's nothing to do, it's habit. It's habit of hurry. It's habit of produce. It's habit of, even if it's something exciting, and I'm still finding myself, okay, it's, it's good that you get to do this fun, relaxed thing. Just slow down, <sighs> chill out. And you know, you know, where I noticed it is in the, when, on the days you, you take kids to school, yeah. I'm just like on go, yeah. like, get your teeth done. Okay. Get this done. Okay. Get that done. And about half the time he's ready to go with his backpack on his coat there. And I'm like, Oh, we're 10, I, 10 minutes early. I have to go read a book. <laughs> I have too. I tried this morning. I made an effort to just be kind of Chill. lazily and I put their food out and they're doing whatever. Can actually let them dilly dally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, well, it's what so comes back to the, your, what is it? The hard work of, of relaxation. relaxation in there. Or Dallas Willard says his, you know, what his quote is ruthlessly eliminate hurry. hurry. Yeah, the ruthless elimination of hurry, which uh, John Mark Comer titled his book. So we're looking at this again, and I, and I love the tangible aspect of calories. And so if you're listening out there and you're whatever age you are, unfortunately, you may be 20 already dealing with this, but you're 30, you're 40, you're 50, you've got busy career, family, whatever it may be, and you deal with energy issues every day, which would say, I mean, you were talking about now more than 50% of the culture has diabetes or prediabetes. How many are dealing with energy problems? Wow. Yeah. 80? Uh, I mean, eight. it seems like... Uh, well, this is one of those very hard things because, you know, you just listed, and I would, most of our listeners are probably adult and they've got kids and it's epidemic in kids. The average amount of hours getting of hours slept for elementary oh, yeah. is way lower than what it used to be. And so, and, and of course the screens are our main uh, challenge there, but to recognize that in our young people. And then, so as parents to insist upon regular bedtimes for the, the young ones, and then for your high schoolers and college they mostly do it to themselves. Yeah. They're either high performers or they're the very low performers and they get lost in the internet world and gaming and yeah. something like that. But the high performers are the ones that I see the pathology <clears throat> the worst in high school. So patients that come here tend to be the main reason in the teenage years is anxiety, depression built around this very thing. Their energy is so low. And I'll go on that. Just I was thinking about it last night. So my two teenage boys, 15 and 14, at 9 o'clock, my alarm goes off, and that's when I go collect their devices. And they understand, and they willfully get them up because they realize, and I said, man, if I've you know, got a bowl, of, or a bowl of M&Ms out there, I'm going to eat it. I, I have no, it's back to Ben Hardy's book. I, yep. have, I have no Just willpower. Take away the temptation. My willpower is get the heck out of here. And that, that is the number one thing that keeps them up and takes away from their sleep. And they know that. I mean, so they get it. And so they... Yeah, I mean, it's not that they're happy to give them up, but they willfully give them up. They know that. Then they'll read and still stay up 
too late, but it's not as much there and they're not getting, you know, blue screen stuff. But yeah, they are, that age is the worst for wanting to stay up late, having to get up early. And, but you just said with kids, not that we have to just focus on, on kids specifically, but on that, you said getting a adequate amount of sleep, the system of school and homework and athletics or extracurricular stuff almost makes it impossible, especially if you also want to have dinner, which we would say is healthy. And we would hold that up and family time. I mean, it's, it's almost like something has to give. If you do all those, it's almost impossible. There's just not enough time to then go to bed and have enough time to get down here for a kid. I mean, the little ones I've got, I mean, they need, you know, 12 hours. Right. It, right. This is, this is such a huge problem. Uh, Matthew Walker in the book, why we sleep and he's gone on. And I think his new anniversary, a 10 year anniversary edition is coming out, but he's from, uh, and in Britain has done a lot of public work trying to change the school start times. And it is also physiologic for the teens to shift later. So there is, that is a true physiologic process of the circadian rhythm during the teenage years, the growth spurts and adolescence and all that kind of stuff. Why? It seems retarded. With growth spurts and the amount of calories, it seems like their body would be pushing the other way to them wanting to go to sleep earlier. But yeah, why is it a natural... I I honestly, I I don't know that we know that, but it is physiologic, but our school system fights against that. So, and then we call them lazy or we call them undisciplined. They won't go to bed on time and, and things like that. And like my son said, why can't I, I think it was a video game. And I'm like the exact same thing, because I know it's not good for your brain, whether you believe me or not. So we're going to turn that off. You can read. And he's like, well, I'll just stay up reading. I'm like, fine. (laughs) It's better to do that than this. Totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, so, you know, again, if we look at this, if we back up and look, so the, the person who's out there to realize that you, if you're lacking energy, can we say, is it fair to say you have probably spent enough time overburning calories, not renewing calories in a lot of ways. So obviously we could talk about just food, but we've, we do that a lot. So hopefully people, if you, if you're hearing the show, go back and listen to the other shows and you're going to hear about, you know, nutrition, what is going to fill you to be life-giving nutrition, uh, life-giving exercise, life-giving sleep. So those are some of the easily tangibles, but I want to hit on what you were talking about with the thinking, uh, fast thinking, slow thinking. Give a, give a quick pitch on, right? So, which, which I'm going to say is it's what calories were we burning there? Just psychological, uh, okay. So mental calories. Okay. Actually. So when you look at energy expenditure of the body, the brain's the biggest one. So right now we're standing here, we're breathing. Wait, say that again. Cause that, that is Unless dramatically uncommon. That is, that is un- so not well known. far out of the box of the norm and the culture to say that. That's right. That unless you are exercising right now, then the greatest expenditure of your body is your brain to just be aware, to be conscious. Which should be, because you say that and it just seems so illogical to even say it. We don't talk about that. And yet the majority of our population that it has no energy does not exercise. Uh, they have sedent- plenty sedent- of available energy on their body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're, sed- they're sedentary. That's why I, I want to be careful. You said about you know calories. A calorie is an is a physics measurement of heat. Okay. How, how much input of heat does it take to raise one uh, one milliliter of water, one centigrade? I think is a calorie. 
right? That, that's what a calorie is, right? So the amount of heat that is generated from meat or from a vegetable or some, from other things that, that equals X, Y, Z calories mm-hmm. that we have. So there's a little, but a calorie of spinach compared to a calorie of Snickers is so vastly different. So you just, right. you have to be careful there. And a person who's depressed just ate a full pizza and is so exhausted they can barely make it to the couch. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, they just ate 1,000 calories. And, and so that's, I'm going back to what I said about the complexity here. And then for people to realize that when, what you eat and the calories you're spending, remember just being awake and your brain being on is your greatest expenditure of calories. You know what number two is? Like right now, your number two expenditure of calories, your liver. So okay. that pizza you just ate, your body has to spend a chunk of energy to get the crap out. And anything you eat is loaded with imperfections of something. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Right. So the, you don't eat. When you think pure, of liver, when I think of liver work, I think of alcohol. Isn't that like a primary taxing of the liver? Is like it, yes. And then, the, and then the question is, okay, how can wine or whatever be a little healthy for you? In the same way that when you tax that muscle, it's better than if you have zero taxing. Right. So it makes the liver work a little harder, almost like an exercise. But too much is is that's the sweet spot, right? Too yeah. much is really bad. Too little. And that doesn't mean that somebody, if they don't drink, should go drink some alcohol to be healthier. We don't say it like that. But the expenditure of energy. So to transform food into a usable form of energy, ATP requires energy to do that. Same with your car, right? When you burn gas. In order for it to turn a crank to actually equal the wheels turning and you going, it has to do a lot of things between here and there. Same with your body. Now, the body is very efficient compared to combustion engines and things like that. So it is a very efficient, you know, this energy comes from the sun. It goes into the plants. We chew it up. We eat it. We turn it into um, ATP. And again, nobody who bonks in the afternoon walks around going, oh, gosh, you know, what's... (laughs) I wonder what happened between the sun and the spinach leaf and I ate that spinach and why didn't it translate into the fact that I, I just don't feel like writing that next paragraph. Yeah. I'm not inspired. Yeah. And that's what people's complaints are. So what if your brain is sitting there thinking and y- your brain has the burden of only seven hours of sleep when it really would thrive on seven and a half times a few decades behind you? 
So there's, there's a thought. What is your brain doing right now if over the course of the night, as I am now thinking about, my watch is telling me that my pulse ox is way lower than what I thought it was. Now, is it true? And do I have to go do a sleep study and all that? And I live at 8,000 feet. But that level of oxygen day in and day out and day in and day out is going to be translated into to something and I'm going to perceive mm-hmm. less energy. Mm-hmm. And then... What if you're slightly insufficient in magnesium or calcium or vitamin D or omega? So all of these are part of the intracellular mechanism of work. And if it's inefficient or insufficient, then you're, you're driving with your parking brake on or you're driving with, you know, not really good gas well, and I, I think of, you know, when you get into mechanical like that, of thinking about with a car or a trailer or what the kind of stuff that I'm having to deal with all the time. And if something is knocking or flapping, it is going to manifest poorly. It's go, it's, it's only going to do get worse. Get worse. Yeah. yeah. I've never had something and I hit a bump and whoop, man, it, it went back it, in it the perfect normal. place. <laughs> yeah. No, it broke. It just got worse. So anything. So what are those things that we're doing that we've done? And now that we're 40, 50 or 30 or whatever, and lacking energy that we've been going along and there's a deficiency or a, or a, a bad stress, a friction, something that is now manifested and you do not have the energy that you once, what do we always say? Don't have the energy I once uh, had. And I would say, you don't have the energy that you could still have. Correct. And we're all on that scale. To some degree. Okay. So I want to hit this because we, again, we can easily talk about because this is what hits me. People are going to hear this, be hearing this and they're going to see, man, I've, I have done a lot to address eating, you know, supplements. I've done some tests. I've tried to address these. I'm, I'm really working on sleep. I'm really working on, uh, you know, exercise. I've got these things and yet I'm suffering over here. This other, and I don't even know how to categorize it. Maybe you can, these intangibles. When we look at throughout the day, again, if we look at calories throughout the day, how many, I want everybody to think about it and listen, how many weeks, days, weeks, months, years, decades have you gone dealing with a negative stress, a bad response to stress in the way of you know depression? I think just dissatisfaction, life disappointments, sadness, regret, unforgiveness, a feeling of, of sacrifice, ultimately all these things where every day there is a piece of you not at peace. Can I add to that the very real COVID fatigue? It is, I think you and I, the increased anxiety, all everything you just mentioned gets worse with COVID. Yeah. Now we take that and right now we're dealing with racial tensions and issues, political, political yeah. division and stuff. So those are great highlights and tangibles to where we are right now that can make all that worse. But I'm still thinking back to even before this, this time last year, when this stuff, these three things weren't at the height of everything of the person who has gotten up. And even as they're trying to address their health, health every day, they're dealing with a stressful marriage, parenting, parents, workplace, Trauma. We talked last week about ACE scores, adverse yeah. childhood effects, that they're still reliving every day, every week, or with every trigger, the trauma that happened 30 years ago and every day. So thinking about, this is a Tom Ziegler quote that he you know, took from somebody else, that the headlines get the earthquakes and the tornadoes and the tsunamis, but there's far more da- damage done around the planet by termites. Nobody's talking about termites, but the little innocuous things 
And so again, coming back to that person dealing with significant, uh, mild to significant loss of energy. When we look at these easily tangible, well, just eat better, sleep better, exercise better, you know, meditate. Okay. But when we've got these deep rooted issues that are eating away little bites and have been every day for decades that are ultimately depleting us, even if the other stuff is, I mean, we've got this ultimate depletion and now we have this big hole over here and that's what Western medicine has nothing for. Well, and let's say that's all of us. I, I want to make well, sure that, we're all on the spectrum. As we Randy all have, say. Yeah. We all have termites. Yeah. Now, none of, not all of us got, you know, sexually abused as an eight year old, but all of us had perceived trauma at eight, whether we fell off the bike or we didn't get the bike for Christmas or something. And so the, we all have termites. We're all on the spectrum. And so everybody is on the scale. Now, the person who had the major trauma, they can heal. But it, yeah. it does take more awareness, more conscientious effort, more thought. Well, which comes to you as Dr. Randy James, MD, went to medical school. You can you know, fix a broken leg and do whatever you do you know, as the rest of them. And yet here in your functional medicine practice, trying to get to the root I mean, we've known that for years. And even though doctors don't want to be called coaches or whatever, <laughs> yeah. I hear you. And yeah. so re- regardless how much of your time is spent with a patient addressing these issues, you could call yeah. it counseling, you can call it consulting, mm-hmm. call it coaching. For you, it's investigating and saying, look, if we're going to fix this, we got to go back here. And how often have you said, man, the worst, the thing that is worse is your ACE score, that trauma you've never right. gotten. And I've heard you say it. You need to quit coming here. Go get counseling right. or go get cognitive uh, uh, training. training. What do you, what, yeah, what do you uh, call it? Neurofeedback. Neurofeedback. Yeah. Or go, go see a counselor. I mean, how many people out there that you're doing all these things well, the thing you need to do is go see some counseling and see what is, what is eating away at you. Right. That's, that's where I think the, the effort is that, that Western medicine can't do is to deal with all of that all at the same time. Because that person with trauma also has termites. Right. And we don't want to get lost in the termites, but we don't want to ignore them. Mm-hmm. And then over here is a giant hole that is your current relationship or your current 30 year old son in your house and, 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 and straining your relationship so much that you can't sleep anymore. And it's like, well, get him out. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's the thing that needs to happen. And we'll worry about all these other termites, too. And helping people to think through that is what I would consider my job using both, you know, the investigational biomarker tools to look for termites that are hidden and then to think through, walk through, develop a plan to think about all these other potentially big issues. That well, which is why about. you start with what would normally from a doctoral medical clinical standpoint seem really weird is this gigantic questionnaire on their life asking right. questions that what does that have to do if I'm I 50 feel, and I, why are you asking me questions about when I was 10? I need more energy and you're asking what happened when I was, when I was 10, what the heck did, and, and, but that's it. And you going back and well, like you say about stress. So all these things happen. Nobody had a perfect life. Somebody had way more trauma than you or I did. And somebody had less than we did. And that's not the issue is it is our response to it right. and looking at how much of where you're at with your energy is a physiological, tangible thing we could deal with. It's, you know, now it's manifested. It's a hormone or whatever. Well, well, even that though, something led to that, right? You didn't wake up one day and your hormone, just your uh, thyroid just, just said, I'm done. Out. Right. That, no? that was happening over time as you were, uh, friction was happening. Friction was happening, coping 
all of the analogies e- that we use. Even if you had a genetic predisposition yes, to it, which we all do, your line is uh, genetics a, loads, loads gun. Yep, and lifestyle pulls the trigger. Right. So if if you're genetically this really rickety jalopy to use your car analogy, that's banging and squeaking all over the place, but you live a lifestyle of driving on Jeep roads, you will break down much faster. Yeah. You don't, now there is no such thing as a road that is, has zero bumps on it, but you have a lot of bumps over here or a little bit of bumps, but genetically you might be the jalopy or you might be the, you know, truck that is going to be able to smoke and drink for 80 or 90 years, but those are rare and you don't, you don't count on that. Thank you for pulling that out. Cause I want, somebody has got, you know, grandpa <laughs> uncle, Joe yeah. who lived in 99 eating nothing but cigarettes and shoe leather and he slept an hour and I, well, he was an anomaly and how much better could he have been? That, that's the question. If, and how much longer could he have done? But you know, it, it's And maybe he had, no trauma ahead of we don't know right. it doesn't matter we all have whatever we have and how That's can right. we do the best with it but here when we're talking about energy if we're lacking energy it's going in and figuring out why and i think if especially if it's severe and chronic and it's been going on a long time and if you're older it's probably a lot of things and i just don't want Mold. people to discount the fact that even because we you had so many people come in here and go man i i've addressed this and you, you talk to him and go, you really have, you probably, all these things you've done a really good job. Obviously there, we're still missing something. Right. It doesn't mean that after all those efforts, you're not eating well, you may be eating great. And you come to find out down here that they're suffering from this very outside friction termite, whatever that has eaten away. The calories is sabotaging the good things that they're that doing. They doing. And that's what we have no framework for in our culture other than the anomaly functional medicine guy uh, to deal with it. And I, I love that. That's, that is the, it is the framework that can then individually be applied to each person mm-hmm. and their context and their history and their goals, what they want in the future. But all of us humans have thyroids and livers and we have to eat, we have to breathe. So within that framework... And within the tools that we have, mm-hmm. how do we best look at all of these questions so that you can be becoming the person you are meant to be? I, I, we could end right there. I want to add one thing, though, because <laughs> I do want people to hear. I so often am concerned that they hear us talk and it just feels like this infinite complexity. And to some degree, it, it is. that It is admitting that, that we're not a car. There's not a finite amount of things to do. It is. But for those who have done so many to also know that there is still hope. I don't think you've ever had anybody come in and you just said, you know what? You're just down. You're gone far enough. There's nothing else you can do. There, and that's why you say there's, you can never be well. <laughs> right. You can only always be, you can always be well, or even on your deathbed, always be well. So again, now we're back to awareness and auditing ourselves for those. uh, So I, I I didn't really perceive this as we got started in this, but for those, it'd be great if you can have some testing and find that you've got a hole in the dike and it's a thyroid or a testosterone or or, or something like that. Um, Go get that check. You're you're not going to hurt anything by getting those checked. Um, but that if you are doing a lot of the things, right, eat, exercise, sleep wise, you can always dig further into those, but that there are these big group of outlying things that you may not have addressed or considered. And you and I haven't talked about this ahead of time, but I I do want to drop it in right now because we're going to do it. 
So we've had plenty of people call us through the show or even through the Ziegler show to say, you know, we live out of state. Where can, that's uh, the number one question is where can I find a doctor? And so what I want to do is offer a, a wellness program where I am not somebody's doctor. But if you live in New Jersey or Oklahoma or something that we can through an online, now that everybody's used to Zooming and online, yeah. we, we do a wellness package and we look at the basic labs. Mm-hmm. And we just say, hey, and, and we get on there and we talk about them from me as a teacher to a group of a class, whether there's five or 20 in there. And that wellness package can help somebody begin the investigation, mm-hmm. at least start cracking open. Where is my damn cracked, so to speak? Where am I missing a big brick or a little brick? And how do we prioritize those? I do think I can help people um, from afar without having to have that doctor patient relationship established yeah not so, being the uh, uh primary the care. primary care guy yeah so you're not it's not who you they don't come to you with a sore throat i mean your patients don't now right here in town or Colorado springs and they've got something acute like that they go see their primary care they're here for the deep work to be becoming as well as possible the deep work there you go like that. that's the point All right, friends, I trust this episode has given you insight into how you can bolster your energy and know what you're doing that is taking energy away or giving it to you, building it up. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends. 